Galatians 1, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through men, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you're so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some of you who trouble you and who want to distort the gospel of Jesus Christ. But even if we or an angel of heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one that we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one that you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of the fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anybody, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him for 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. In what I am writing to you, before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. The word of the Lord. Well, uh, we are joined with a very, and I mean very special guest, Brian Vickers, on Our Daily Rhythm. It was Dr. Vickers who taught me Greek, which, you know, a lot of times is not everybody's favorite class, but it was one of my favorite classes in all of seminary. There you go. Because you're such a great teacher. Well, it's because Greek is such a great subject. No, it was, (laughs) well, maybe both. Great teacher, great subject. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, you just made... The word of, here's what I'll say. The word of God, which is alive and good and promising, you made it come even more alive to my heart. And so I'm excited to kind of just read through one of Paul's letters with you. Um, and speaking of learning Greek and going to seminary, we want to be preaching a gospel, thinking about a gospel, believing a gospel that actually is the gospel. And that seems to be kind of what Paul's concerned with here. Are these Galatians believing a gospel 
that is actually the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. I, I mean, I think that's I think that's right. Of course, I mean, the issue is is they they have believed the gospel and they do believe the gospel. Um, the problem, of course, there is that there's a group of people who are telling them, okay, yeah, the gospel, but you have Jesus, but you also need, right? So I always like to tell my students, uh, you can kind of sum it up. It's like Jesus and, right. and then, you know, dot, 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 fill in the gaps. Now for them, it was sort of adding parts of the law. So yeah, you need Jesus, you know, okay. But you also need to say, be circumcised or keep various parts of the law in order to be part of God's people, right? So it was this addition to the gospel, right? Is That's what causes Paul to say this is a totally different gospel because an addition to the gospel is no gospel at all. And, and it's interesting. He says, even if I came back to you believing this, even if an angel yeah. came saying this, accursed, you know, exactly. cut them off, don't yeah. listen to them. And when he says accursed, that's not just shame on you. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's accursed, cursed by God, Yeah, you know, for preaching any other gospel. This seems pretty relevant, actually, because, it, and, and I think all kind of, one of our values at Christ's covenant is gospel clarity, which I think is kind of the conversation we're having right now. And and it seems that all gospel, you know, ambiguity, all gospel in clarity, if you will, comes from, a lot of it at least, comes from this kind of thing. And, and, and people are adding to the gospel a lot of times with the best intentions at heart. So, for example, moralism, right, it can kind of become a false gospel that people believe. But, of course, we want to be moral, or today, like an activism, or not today, but always like an activism or a social justice kind of thing, which again, like Jesus is concerned with the care of the poor and the needy um, or whatever you want it to be. But when I think these things go from being the fruit of the gospel or a gospel result to a gospel means, that's where we get into trouble. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's not likely in, in our, sometimes I think people maybe have trouble, and I can understand why, kind of applying the, maybe the message of Galatians, because we think it's not like if we have some party or group of people who start pushing like circumcision, and our, it's not going to really take, right? Yeah, They're not yeah. going to get a big following for that. Um, but the, the, I think the way it does apply, I mean, I think you're on the right, I think you're exactly right. The, the idea is that any, the, calling the gospel anything other than Jesus and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins adding even like another sentence to that as like a definition of the gospel in terms of like, and what I mean by adding another, of course we could, we could make a more complex. The son of God yeah, 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 lived exactly. in righteousness. That's, yeah, 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 that's yeah. not what I mean. But I mean, if we say it's that plus this thing that you do, right? That's the proof that you're a Christian. It's, you know, yeah, of course, I mean, we would all agree. You have to confess Jesus as Lord um, and you know, salvation by grace through faith in him alone. Everybody agrees with that. We fall into a trap, though, and get in trouble when we start identifying what it means to be a Christian um, in something beyond that. Now, you know, of course, being a Christian, it's not just repeating that sort of the 
words of the gospel over and over again, right? Um, but it can be anything, anything that we add to it. And I think the tell is always if we add to it in comparison to like what other people do. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't want to digress too much, but if you think of like the, the, the Pharisee and the tax collector, right, in Luke 18, I mean, the, the, the Pharisee says, Lord, I thank you. And then he goes on to list all these things that he does, that he, he doesn't have to do, right? He doesn't have to fast as much. He only has to fast once a week. Right. But, but how does he identify himself? By the things he does, but not just by the things he does. Unlike that poor guy over there, yeah. right? And I think when we start thinking of it that way, then we can start to see, um, you know, the, the temptation or the, the, the draw, you know, of, of what the Galatians were yeah. under. And this creeps into subtle. the church from every direction. I yeah. mean, that's what gets, <clears throat> so it could be some sort of sacramentalism. Like, yeah. like I always talk about Southern, ba- we were just talking about <clears throat> Southern Baptists, but like, you know, when I was a kid, Southern Baptists would never have said that they were sacramental. But when I was a kid, there was this big sacrament. I, I always call it like the super sacrament of praying the prayer, walking the aisle and getting baptized. Like if you performed the super sacrament, you could know that you would be in the Lord with, you know, you'd be in heaven forever. And and there was a lot of people that believed I performed the super sacrament and there was no actual faith in Jesus. It was just faith in the sacrament. Or I've heard uh, another guy, I remember one time, and, and again, like, yes, the gospel pushes up to tear, to tear down the walls of separation and bring about reconciliation between classes and races. But, you know, he said, you're no Christian if you don't. And he kind of spelled out some sort of racial sec- re- reconciliation thing. And again, so in a sense, you've added to be a Christian, you have to da 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 and do this other thing. Right. Um, and then it, that, that appears with moralism. How could you be a Christian and drink alcohol? Or how could you be a Christian and do this, right? Now, again, there, there are certain evidences of our faith. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. but I, I, I think that evidence of faith and means of faith can get confused exactly. very easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think this is where it can get confusing for people because, of course, we're not saying that um, all, it, like for a Christian, all that means is you just make this confession and there's nothing else to it. Like there's, and we're not saying that it has nothing to do with the way you live or the things you do or don't do or how you engage people. We're not absolutely not saying that. What we're saying uh, though, and I think this is what you're saying, and I agree, is that sometimes we will take various evidences and make that essentially what it means to be a Christian. When in fact, at the baseline, what it means to be a Christian is confessing Jesus as your Lord for the forgiveness of your sins through his death on the cross, right? And his resurrection. Um, so for instance, growing up in the, in the church I grew up in, I grew up in a very, very traditional church. Um, and there was a whole sort of, I don't know, there was a, any number of things connected to like the way you dress. Like if you come to sure. church, you dress a certain right. way, right? Um, now, of course, nobody in that church, if you showed up in jeans, would think you're not a Christian. But, you know, you're, of course you're still a Christian. But when you come to the Lord's house, you better have a tie. Yeah, that's right. You got to wear your best to the right. house of God. Right. And that's where it gets, and that's where it gets, it gets really, really slippery. 
because it, it doesn't take long before we start associating. And, you know, wearing a tie or whatever, that's a minor issue. I'm wearing a tie right now. Yeah, you are. And I'm definitely not. Yeah, so so I what's mean, that say about us? Who, right? Which one's the Christian? Yeah, it depends on which church we go to. <laughs> um, plus, we're not even at church right now. I want to point that out. Uh, but it, it's really slippery because all those things, you know, they're minor things, but they can slip in. And here's here's the way I would, here's the way I'd all, I usually, uh, I usually sort of sum it up. Where do we find our identity? Is our identity in Christ alone or is our identity in Christ and the various sorts of things that we do? That's good. Yeah. I think that's. Well, there's more to the, there's more to the letter and we'll get to it tomorrow. But for Dr. Brian Vickers, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.